Hey everyone, and welcome to our return from the holiday episode of Chuchigatri Unlimited Trainworks. Uh, we took a little break for Thanksgiving, you know? You gotta yeah. give thanks to... Well, I won't say you're going to give thanks to anime for the most part. Well, some anime. You don't know. Uh, anyways, we're all back now, which means that LV is here. I am here. I I did not have turkey. I had chicken. My Ooh. family was very confused as what? to what we ate. Did you, like, what, what happened? Did, like, you get something weird or, like, you No, just... it was, like, it was a very large poultry, you know, very large, <laughs> nicely baked poultry on the table. And everyone, no one knew what it was. And no one said anything. Even the person like, who what? cooked it? Yes! Wow. What? Did you just well, buy, like, poultry? No, 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 no. The person who cooked it said nothing. That, that oh, is oh it's twisted. <laughs> so everyone was just arguing about, like, was it chicken or did, was that a turkey we ate? But it was, a, it was just a very large chicken. It was just an unusually large chicken. So that was, that was what the actual answer was. But, yeah, it was good. I'll say that. It, caused, it caused a ruckus, but <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um... I I actually had uh, I went to an Indian restaurant for uh, Thanksgiving, and we had uh, just it's our favorite place. It was nice. Just had some cheesy curry. Mm. Ooh, Ooh, that's the best. Yeah, that's real good. Uh, John's also here, by the way. John, what did you do? You went you went out of your way. You went to a whole nother dimension, right? I fucking did. So I actually uh, took a trip to Texas. Um, and I went and visited, um, if, if you are familiar with Chooch history, uh, I actually went and, st- I usually go visit a friend of the site, Mike Cosimano's family, because they're like pretty much a second family to me. And um, I went and visited his family because they moved to Texas recently. And uh, not only did I hang out with Mike, but I also hung out with Ryan. Oh. If you, if you recall Ryan uh, from Chooch history as well. So that was just a lovely little like couple of days. Um I do have a bit of a story that involves anime to tell. Oh boy. From this trip. <laughs> so, um we it, while we were there, obviously Black Friday was happening. And I know 
you, you, so, some of you may be listening to this and thinking, John, you, did you go shopping on Black Friday? Did you take part in that? That's that's fucked up. And I kind of under, but look, we're nice. We're not going to be trampling on people. And it's not like it's it, like us three, you know, it's, I don't know. I guess I'll just tell myself that it's okay, even though it is part of the problem. But we went out that weekend. We tried to find some deals. We, like, didn't really buy that much stuff because there wasn't really anything that good anyway. So it, we, we were not really participating that much in any way. But we mostly went to, like, mom and pop stores as well. So, you know... Weren't just being like, yeah. oh, let's just order a bunch of shit off of Amazon. No, nah, we we were going around. We were looking for places. So we went to some cool places. There was a cool place. I think it was called. I think it's called Third Planet. I want to say it was called Third Planet because uh, uh, we were in uh, Austin, Texas. I think yes, Austin. We were in Austin, Texas. Was where we were hanging out. Um, Third Planet was there. And that was a nice place. It was like five, ten minutes away from where we were staying. And it was just all like old school comic book stuff. It was very just like old school stuff. You know, you went in there, you saw like Alien and Predator and Terminator and like older Spider-Man stuff. But they had some newer stuff too. It was cool. It was neat. Um, But for... Every one of those kinds of places, there were, like, seven bad places. Um, and the probably the worst place that we went, and I guess there's a small chance that they're going to hear this, and if so, too bad. Uh, there was this place called Paradise Anime. <laughs> what a name. Infamous. The infamous they're infamous? I was like... Uh, no, I don't know what they're <laughs> I I feel like many Texans are aware of this store, or it's like a thing. Like I don't know. If if you're from so Texas, if you're from Texas and you know of this place, write in. Go to videogamechoochoo.humbo.com/ask and write in about your experience at this place because I'm going to talk about my experience. So <laughs> I was like, okay, there's two things that I that I want to look for because I mean, like it's Austin, Texas. It's a big city. I was like. I want to see if there's, like, a place to go that I could buy old Yu-Gi-Oh! product. I wanted to see if I could buy some old Yu-Gi-Oh! cards. And then I was like, maybe I could buy some anime stuff. Just I wanted to see if there would be any kind of slightly cheap anime merchandise. Because Ryan had bought, um, for my birthday this year, he had actually bought a, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! art book from a, uh, it's not half price books, it's a book off. I think book off is the, is the name of that place, right? Where they get a lot of, like, Japanese import stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can, <clears throat> they have a lot of secondhand stuff. It's cool, because you can even sell your own things, even, like, consoles and figures. It's, it's a yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I thought, That's like, I, I, I wasn't expecting... I wasn't expecting that exactly to be there, but I was expecting there to be something like that. I was like, this is a big city. It's not that far from the coast. If Ryan got a book off it, like he, he lives in, I think, I think not Dallas. I think he lives in Houston. I don't remember exactly, but like, yeah, it's like three hours, but it's not that far away. I was, I, you know, I thought I could get something. I, so I looked up anime and there was one place that had anime. It was paradise anime. We roll up, and the place says that there is a cosplay cafe inside and that there's karaoke 
and then there's a bunch of stuff for sale. So we were like, we got to get in here. We got to check this shit out. <laughs> we walk in, and there is a... Now, I say this not to be like, oh, God, ugh. like, I'm, I'm not I'm not being like that. But there's like a 40-something, 50-something-year-old lady in like a full, like, Neko maid outfit by herself at the front of the place. And by, when I mean full-on, I'm talking cat ears, maid dress. Damn, she's going like, for it. Like, paws, uh, like, leg warmers, big furry leg warmers. Like, commendable that she's going through, like, that she's... Uh, putting through all the effort i should say um but i was just like you're just like i I was like she's just here by herself oh my god um there was nobody else in the store it was just it was just us three guys and her and there's a wall of blu-rays that are like all the like funimation select stuff like all the shit that's like the stuff that they couldn't get rid of you know like if you would went on like like Funimation.com like that weekend you would have gotten all that stuff for like five bucks but they were selling it for like 60 a pop so I just went no to that no 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 thank you there were like panels on the entire wall that were reflective but in like a really weird way to make it look like it was like twice as big as it was there was a point where like like we when we walked in like almost all of us like went to like keep walking past that shelf because we thought there was going to be more like all of us almost like walked into a wall because of the way that that was set up. Um, there were just like a bunch of slot machines in the background for some reason. They just had a bunch of slot machines and they had like another wall that was just like a bunch of posters. And that was the one thing that I bought there was they just had this, like, kind of cute poster of Hamura from Madoka. I like Hamura. So I was like, you know what? It's three bucks. I'll just pick this up. I, I wanted to say that I got an anime thing while I was over there. They had a couple of, couple of figures. The only things that I really recognized was they had a fucking Astolfo figure. Of course. Which, that's, you know, that's not for me. Y'all, y'all, y'all can go as wild as you want. That's not That's not my lane. And even more not my lane, they had fucking, uh, what's her name? Uh, Jack, also from Fate, which I don't want, I, I don't want that. If I bought that, I would have been on mm-hmm. a list. I mean, probably would have, was on a list because I went to that store. <laughs> but, so we're still looking around. And then we see that there's a bunch of, um, like, like, like those, like, I don't know if, they're not kimonos, but they're the more like the the male versions that are more like jackets. Um, Howries. How, yeah, yeah. Like yes, Howries. There were a bunch of Howries there, and some of them were pretty basic, you know, just like designs that you would see. But there was one that was very prominently displayed that just had Kana from fucking uh, Dragon Maid on it. <laughs> And I was, and we were all just like, "Oh boy, nuh-uh. no, 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 no." Like so, on the back. Yeah, on the back. Like so, like oh man, if you're, like, your wingspan would oh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah. So we go to pay, and as we're paying, all of a sudden, out of the back room, this dude bursts out, and he's like around the same age as the woman, so they are like, 
it was pretty obvious that they were a couple because I think we looked it up early, like later, and it said that like they were a couple that owned the store, and he was wearing the fucking Kana thing, <gasps> just, and he just burst out and like looked at us, and we and I was just trying so hard to not stare because I was just like, oh god, I need to get out of here. That's I need so to get scary. Out. Like, yeah, so we I bought the I, I bought the poster. We got the fuck out of there. And I just remember, like, after that, we were just sitting there, like, that was one of the worst experiences we've ever had. Well, happy Thanksgiving. So I would absolutely not recommend uh, trying to find nerd shit in uh, Austin, Texas. Uh, There's some some nice stuff to see around there. Like, we went to the museum. That was pretty nice. Uh, I would recommend Third Planet if you're passing through. Uh, but you know, if you're explicitly going there to, to buy nerd shit, I guess like Houston would probably be better. I don't really know, but you know, I get, I, I mean, Austin it, probably really want to, I don't Austin know. seems to, Austin seems to be more for like old people, Re- than, like old he, rich people. It seems like for hipsters, really. Like that's the thing. That's that too. So like, well that too, like the city feels like it's for like super rich people and then like outside of the city it's very hipster like rich hipster but hipster your experience sounded like you know when uh in a game or something where a character goes into this abandoned well not even a game but just a horror ser- a horror any horror scenario where a, ca- where a character is like just you know just decides like i'm gonna visit this abandoned space for no reason and they have their jump scare that was kind of what the happened con to you. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, we were, we were fucking people horrified. There, which was what, what was weird about it. you had people, but it felt you had that experience that it was probably isolated, like you were in some sort of weird fever dream, and you're not sure. You probably entered some different point of existence, really. I don't know what. Yeah, it it, <laughs> it was. There was another layer of fear because I did have to. After we left, I did have to explain to Mike and Ryan like exactly why i was so scared like they obviously had like this initial like oh that like this this piece of clothing has a little girl on it that's a little iffy and then oh this man just walked out wearing that piece of clothing that's even more iffy and then like after i got in the car they were like john you were pretty explicitly like visibly frightened and i had to explain like well you see yes i'm sure you understand what a lollicon is but this is like a little bit extra here you know like i was like i i I didn't go too too in depth but it 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 was harrowing it was harrowing and then having to bring like some i i guess relatively more normal people or weird in different ways i guess we we all have our weird things like you know it's just i i I am just more anime inclined so my my uh view of the world is is a bit different than those than those guys but you know well, I'm glad you you escaped unscathed. You survived. Ultimately, uh, <laughs> yeah. Happy Thanksgiving again. Great. Uh, yeah. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> I, I, if if that place is still open next year, I'll go again and see what the fuck is going on. But uh, I, I I saw I their Facebook page. Edition. Their Facebook page. Their URL is Neko Paradise Anime. But when they go to the thing, it just says Paradise Anime. That's fucked up. They're yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess they're trying to push the Neko because yeah. Like when I okay, I guess I should also explain that the cosplay cafe were just was just a couple of like 
like bar tables like you, you, not, oh yeah not like i mean a, of course this is just going for the aesthetic with like a pal packed in one place right like the yeah, like like you, you know when you like go into a bar and we're not talking about the we're not talking about the booths and we're not talking about the like the actual bar, but there's those like high tables that you can sit at. That's what I'm talking about. They had those. And it was completely empty and it wasn't like they were actually serving like cafe items. Like there was no like coffee machine, there was no you know like tea machine, there was no pastries. pastries. It was like a bunch of fucking pocky and like ramene and that was it like you were gonna spend like more money than you would normally on ramene when you could like go to fucking target and buy a shit ton of pocky for like 10 bucks like you were gonna spend that much to sit there while some lady just sits there like some 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 married lady like you know not not to be fucking i i i i, I don't want to be too mean about the age of the woman but it was just like she's just some la- some some dude's wife, and she's doing this. And I mean, she she seemed like she was into it, so you know, she was having a good time at least. But also at the same time, if she's into that guy, I don't I don't exactly trust her. <laughs> I also read they have uh, karaoke rooms. It sounded like from they uh, did. We did not get a good look in there because <laughs> the when back we. Rooms? <laughs> Yeah, because when we remember that they happened or that they were there, uh, that dude was like looking at them. So we were like, we just got to go. <laughs> Don't take risks. Stay yeah. safe out there. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Make safe choices. And you did. Well, let, let's let's do the real podcast now. I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, um. Or, or an anime store, uh, an anime esque business review. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's that's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, what do we start with? What do we start with? How about something uh, that isn't bad? Uh, Iramakun is still great, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's oh very, yeah. It's very inspiring. Always. I I don't I don't know if I'm fully caught up. Let me okay. let me open up my anime thing here. Hang on. <laughs> okay. I am an episode behind, but I think that episode came out like a day or two ago. I don't remember. Um, but okay, yeah, yeah, it, c- it comes out on Friday, so I'm just an episode behind. Um, but it was it was fun. It's been fun. Uh, all the all the character all the characters are still really fun. Um, that whole episode that was just fucking oh god. It's see, I'm I'm I've been sick recently, so I'm really fuddled. What's what's our, what's our favorite girl's Cl- name? Clara. Clara. Yeah, the Clara, Clara music right. number and everything. <laughs> It was so good. I love her whole family. Apparently, as we discovered, I I just love that like whole like she's depressed and then she just goes home and like you think like oh no she's depressed and then instantly just musical number. It's like oh okay it's fine I guess never mind. Uh, She'll be okay because her family supports her. But that episode was real. That episode was really good. I I I think they did a good job with in terms of like well okay I feel (laughs) so what is so okay well all right so just to explain what it is it's um. So basically, um, Clara and Asukun, they're kind of jealous, or, like, they're, they're kind of freaking out over, like, you know, why is Irimakun suddenly hanging out with Amari a lot in this new count? Like, they're very suspicious of her. They're very suspicious of, like, why is this relationship developing between these two people? These two people. Like, um, uh, well, for, for Oz, yeah. he's less worried for Aruma yeah. because he's so yeah. confident in him, yeah. but he's just kind of like, I don't want him to, like, I don't want her to hurt him. Like, that's yeah, pretty exactly, much it. yeah. 
Yeah, they both believe that basically, and they're really good friends. I think they're they're, they're pretty solid. Yeah, and um, the, but then Clara is just basically she's like she's pretty standard jealous. She's just like I I don't get to play with Aruma as much as I want to. Yeah. She's taking him away from me. Yeah. So then there's this whole thing where it kind of um, yeah, I think they make it a little ambiguous, like over like you know like oh how can I like get his attention again so then she goes out of her way to sign up for our succubus class like a seduction class of some sort <laughs> and this like sexy teacher who is clearly a succubus as her actual profession you know is teaching all the girls basically you know how to floor essentially like all the ways and oh yeah the horny owl thing is is i guess horny i guess he is going to be a recurring horny thing he keeps popping up i i don't like him i'm i'm <laughs> really starting to, like, uh. <laughs> I, i'm really starting to think it's some kind of like unwritten agreement or maybe even a written agreement right, that we, we did mention like oh the anime adaptation's got to have like this this weird horny character i mean like not not just like like i haven't read arumakun but i'm guessing that that character is just in the manga because yeah. like yeah it must be something because i mean i don't know i'm i'm sure that I... some of these mangaka legit like that kind of humor but no it's like, listen, it just does not we discussed this before we talked about it this is the shonen jump editor is going in like the lead ed- editor of shonen jump is going <laughs> in every time it. and he's saying you're missing this like remember because we were talking about like mineta ha- is there like every single anime from shonen jump has like, this could... character the thing is that I can tell, I can at least tell that the My Hero Academia guy likes Mineta. I don't know if the Rumacoon person gives a shit about the owl. Because, yeah. like, Mineta gets fucking, like, scenes of heroicism, and it's like, oh, yeah, like, here's this fucking scene of this fucking sex pest saving the day. Like, what a fucking great time. But, like, at least with a Rumacoon, it's like, yeah, this sucks, but at least, like, everyone thinks this guy sucks except for him, you know? Like, that's... At least a little better. Yeah, it's teacher, still not funny. The, yeah, the teacher, like, throws him out, basically. And, um, they're, like, she's doing the whole thing where she's kind of scoping out the girls. And it's like, oh, yeah, like, what's your what's your current, like, what's the word? Um, yeah, sexiness rating. It's kind of, yeah. like, sexiness rating. And then Clara is, like, more innocent than a baby. She's able yeah. to engage, which is crazy, you know, crazy. So... Uh, so then Clara's trying, you know, like, the teacher gives her books, and, like, Clara's just trying to concoct and, like, understand how to, like, you know, get Irukun's attention, and, like, she's just messing up, she's, like, misinterpreting what you're supposed to do, like, um, for for instance, like, she, she tries to put on perfume, and it's, like, she puts on way too much, and it just becomes repulsive, you know, that's how perfume works, like, if you put too much, it just becomes, like, rancid, you know, um, there's a lot, there's, like, the, the outfit she wears, was like, oh, if you shake, like, (laughs) I forgot exactly what it was, but it was like if you wear it's something like if that, if, if you wear something that shakes a lot, it'll bring attention yeah, to you. She's like wearing this kind of like 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 tense like pom pom like I don't know how to describe. Yeah, it. it's, like it's very pom-pom. good. But it's very fun, and it builds up to all of this, and then she just realizes, she, you know, like oh, this is not you know this is not working. And she gets depressed, but then she goes home, <laughs> and there's like this this whole like thing with her family like she, okay she's like a joy in siblings and then her mom is there like they're they're like a very cute family their house looks like them their house looks like their face uh, <laughs> which i liked and then we get like an image song with her she has like a character song and it's like her whole family singing in turns about like how great she is it's like oh <laughs> like like you know like her like, it was like her um I think it was like her siblings, her younger brothers or something. They were they usually pick on her implies, and they real they like they're able to catch easily. Like oh no, she's she's acting weird. So yeah, it's very cute. Together. It's Aww. very cute. 
And then in the end, she realizes, oh, you know, well, well, she still does the the thing, like you know, she poses and like <laughs> just crashes. And, but she, you know, basically in the end, she just realizes, like, you know, Rumikun kind of like just likes her as she is. And stuff. But I well, what, I think the most important sentence of that episode was like, um, he calls her a girl, and she she like. She, you know, she actually takes note of that. She's like, oh, you actually see me as a girl. So that I think that was, like, a very nice, like, solid moment, too. Or, like, you know, it's it's not really an episode about, like, romance per se. But it's more about the fact that, you know, yeah, Clara, Clara's a girl. And, like, she kind of, you know, even though she's kind of treated as this comic relief character, she she has, like, this, this serious side to her where she does want to be seen as a person. And it was just a very nice episode um, mm-hmm. showing that without without going too far too. I think like like we had all the weird succubus stuff, but like it, I don't think it ever went too far. I think it was just funny to a certain. You know, it, it just yeah. to a certain extent, where I was like, oh, that's just funny enough. But it never went too far beyond like the weird horny character popping in like twice. I think. Yeah, Ruma does a good job. Ruma Kun does a good job of like towing that line of like. You know, if you like, it's 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 just like how we said that Clara herself would be too much if they went ever so slightly too far. Yeah, it's similar. Where like, yeah, they make some like kind of horny jokes, but it, they don't really hit on anything too gross or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, you know, that's just how it is. It's funny. It's cute. It's 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 all right. It's fun. Can I just say that I think that uh, Asmodeus is my favorite character in the show. Just overall, <laughs> I think like. It is incredible what they've done with the, like, rich boy, like, mm-hmm. preppy character archetype to just make him so fucking lovable. He's so cute. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, you haven't seen the most recent episode, John, but yeah, he is so good in that. He is just so... the Like, how much he cares about Irma is just so cute. Like, it's it's really nice. It's really human. It's really human, you know? Even though they're demons, haha. Haha. Their friends made a long way. Yeah, basically, um, I guess without saying too much, I think um, there's this whole like thing where you know Ruma's thinking about like, yeah, what is my actual goal now that I'm here? Like, you know, I'm, you know, Amory. Like, okay, I've seen Amory's name also like spelled it as Amelie. I'm not sure. What, it, I'm, I mean, I'm not that's sure. just like how localization can end up being tricky because right, of know. Japanese. But. The subtitles I've been reading is Amory, so I'll just go with that. Um, so far, unless someone says anything. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, basically she's been pressuring him to kind of be like, you know, what's your ultimate goal, right? You know, et cetera. And, like, there's the whole thing about, like, who's going to ultimately be the Demon King, right? Um, and he basically thinks to himself, like, oh, maybe I need to actually push up and, like, push up my rank and actually go up higher in the rank. And then Osmoris is really supportive, like, a remote. Like, he's not, like, you would think, like, a character like that would be competitive and suddenly be, like... Threatened. Or like, like questionable, no, too. Yeah, like, the whole yeah. T- yeah, he's not. And then the whole time, he's just con- consistently supportive about like this whole big thing that comes up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's good. great. Um, yeah. So you're, I'm, I'm hoping this continues to be good. I mean, we have, we have a whole, we have so many episodes of this left because it's a twenty whatever thing, and I'm, I'm yeah. glad for that. I'm really wondering. I don't know the trajectory of the manga at all or anything, but I'm wondering if it ever does become any sort of like fights or anything based on the opening. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah, because yeah, some right? something that did come up, which uh, again we haven't watched the latest episode, so you could talk a little bit more on this. But the episode before that was. Um, like Aruma training to do dodgeball because because yeah, he, he does want to move up his demon rank. 
he does want to impress he does want to impress people a little bit so he practices dodgeball because basically dodgeball is how they do combat like in in school combat so yeah that that whole episode was just him training for that so maybe that's what they're gonna do maybe they'll do like a little tournament arc uh it just sort of goes really quick I'm gonna be real okay then. So, yeah. <laughs> it's just nice. It's it's more more of a character moment for Asmodeus and Irama. Okay. Uh, I think it's really nice. It's good. Also okay. to remind you that all of those other members of the class exist, I guess, and most of them yeah. suck. Yeah, honestly, that's what it was. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Like I'm curious. I'm more curious about them. Like are like because they're so distinct and like yeah. The creator does a nice job of like actually putting detail or at least some sort of like semblance, like some sort of character into the background characters, even like as unimportant things are. Like, the whole thing, again, like, you know, with some background crowd shots, you can just see them, you can just see how, like, cute little horns are drawn on everyone. It's like, oh, okay, you didn't need to put that detail, but that's cute. So I'm curious, as, if, like, as to if anyone is going to, you know, any of those other people are going to, like, come to the forefront and actually, you know, develop more, you know, beyond what we know of them mm-hmm. from their, like, superficial, like, traits. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I really wonder about, uh... A lot of the characters in the show, because like opera, opera, they're yeah. they're like <laughs> mysterious. <laughs> yeah, no, and yeah. Just like uh, so many of them, like I, I just I like I like, bring me back the the fucking. I mean, I guess that's what the next episode was teased to be. I was saying, look, bring me back the teacher. Like I want to see him because I love watching him be tortured because it's funny. <laughs> He's just so upset. He's all just the time. so upset all the time. <laughs> He's just like, I, yeah. you know what I appreciate is that I he doesn't. He has a grudge. But <laughs> but he has a grudge, but that doesn't stop him from doing his job, you know. And that's right, something that yeah. I appreciate. That's something consistent in the show is that like it, it never goes for like we're gonna make these people seem like sociopaths. They just make them like seem normal. Like sure that he has a grudge and he's frustrated by Irma, but he's not gonna like you know, fucking do things that aren't fair to him or anything yeah but it kind of also goes with his character where like he was already like a cold yeah you know like ass to begin with like you know like the whole thing with like their first their first thing where they had to like um i forgot i forgot the name of it but the first thing where the, where the class is sorted out and then like he didn't care if people di- he didn't care if his students died or if they didn't come back he just yeah kinda, like so it's like he's oh, like the only demon at the school i'm gonna be real he's the only <laughs> one who acts normal like even like well yeah, everyone, irma's yeah, grandpa's yeah. kind of twisted i bet like he has like a yeah. secret twist aside but he's too much of like a grandpa to... <laughs> right but yeah in terms of like actually acting potentially evil or like really horrible like he's the only teacher we've seen so far to actually act yeah like, like the herb- the herbalist teacher cool. was just like it's just like oh yeah. that's wonderful yeah. good job she's just, she's just like stone probably yeah. yeah exactly she's just like she's adorable and the she's succubus woman yeah. is just like oh this poor child she's just horny yeah she's just horny but she's actually really nice and helpful yeah yeah <laughs> um <laughs> all right yeah so the is great looking forward to more of that as it goes uh you know what's really weird? I mentioned this a little uh, on our site Discord a bit ago, but uh, Sword Art Online has been going. Yeah? I haven't talked about it that much. Um, it's been literally like an epic anime fight scene compilation on YouTube. Like, it's just only fighting. That's it. Like... It's like right. the way I've been describing it is like it's like, you know, like in like the end of a Dragon Ball Z arc or something or any shonen anime where it's like you get like 
this uh, no someone's like backstory like and then they do like a their giant move or whatever after they show the sad backstory that's just been every episode for a new person Like, it just feels like the Sword Art Online dude made all of these OCs and he's like, time to go fucking nuts. Like, it's just been like all of these people pulling out their great ultimate technique, like a a giant golden orb made of dead bodies or something and stuff like that. Like, it's just, it's really weird. I'm going to be real with you. Kirito hasn't been there at all because he's still, again, depressed or whatever. And he has one (laughs) arm. He has one arm. I didn't notice this for a while. But, uh, yeah, he just stays there and cries and hugs his swords, which is still really funny. Even, like, ten episodes later, it's still really funny. He's just hugging his swords the whole time. Good for him. (laughs) Good for him. Uh, In the last episode, also, uh, in, like, episode two, they said, like, oh, Asuna's going in to, to help him or whatever. And I was like, oh, good, finally women's. And then, like nothing has happened in that department for like eight episodes and then asuna appeared as like a god and just like (laughs) fucking like like the the big bad guy was like oh oh, no what are you gonna do to me ha 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 and then she just made a hole appear under him and he fell into the earth's core (laughs) and i thought that was really funny because it was just like a cartoon (laughs) hole appearing nice like it's like oh no did it make did it make the like roadrunner noise it it went like (laughs) (laughs) like he held a sign up before he fell (laughs) (laughs) no he just fell through the hole and then it cut to him as he's falling through this hole and he went damn (laughs) (laughs) i just thought it like i like this like all the ever all the like normal people are like oh god is here it's the goddess there's the saintly power of her or whatever she just makes a fucking hole appear like a mod or something like it's just (laughs) Yeah, her saintly power is uh, when someone paints a road on the side yeah, of the uh, wall. She it was like going a, through it. <laughs> it was fucking funny. Because uh, yeah, it wasn't even an explosion or anything. Just hole appear. Uh, yeah. I, I, God, I, I feel like such an asshole because I just want to keep doing Wiley Coyote rips. Like, I'm just like, oh, did he did he hold up a tiny umbrella? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> no, he just said, damn. Like, literally, it just cut them. And he said, damn. And then it just showed him falling. Wait, really? Like, <laughs> yeah. Wow. He didn't scream? No. Wow. Okay. He's a really uh, edgy okay. man, I should say. Okay, one more, one more, one more. Did, did, did he ever claim that he was a super genius? Yes, actually, he did. Oh, uh, fuck. Okay, yeah, then we're good. We got, we're, we're two for, he like, He may as well have, for... like, he, uh. Smiley Coyote. Uh, it was it was really fun. I it's just it's I think it's really weird. Like I also like just real quick also the the lead director or I think lead animator for this show who's a, who's a pretty known animator. Um I forget his name at the moment, but he's done a lot of things. He just openly tweeted like I'm depressed and want to die. What's the point in working on anything anymore? And I was like, "Oh, oh no." God. Dear God. Uh, uh. Not good. And then people were saying that Sorted Online's development is troubled, and I find that hard to believe given the amount of money that they put into Sword Art Online, but who knows? I mean if if this dude's actively wanting to die. That I mean might he's working on Sword Art Online though. Like then, then that's yeah, the that... trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh this well, yeah. I And yeah, like un- yeah, it, even with a uh, franchise has a lot of money, it unfortunately doesn't it you know, again, it's like a whole thing where like we don't actually know where that goes, you know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, 
I, I, you know, this is only coming to me now because I'm still like, I, I, you know, this is still like haunting me. But like the fact that Sailor Moon Crystal like started right. as bad as it did when it's Sailor Moon is it's such Sailor a Moon. national huge brand. Like, what the fuck happened there? What happened? What went wrong? <laughs> like, why? Why say? did it start out that bad? <laughs> uh, so again, it doesn't really mean anything, even though Sword Art Online is like a huge thing. But again, he I, he could just be up, depressed because he has to work on this. This is. <laughs> So, I mean, who wouldn't be having to animate Kirito hugging swords? <laughs> I don't know. That sounds funny. I, if I if I had to animate that, that aura. I would just laugh every time, right? Like that would be like a thing. Like <laughs> you would not get any work done. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't get any work done. That's why the development's trouble. Maybe that's why they they were laughing constantly. They're like, shit. It's like night now. <laughs> yeah, like okay, shit, guys. We spent a whole another day laughing about Kirito. <laughs> Uh, um, like, I, th- I've heard some yeah. weird things about like the adaptation stuff for this like they cut a bunch of stuff out too which wouldn't surprise me given how I just told you like how it's just just like the sad backstory and then a giant move <laughs> and like that's it uh, I, I, one of the things that they cut out is they said that the the 2008 mortgage crisis was part of the reason why the main antagonist is evil what? Uh, yeah, so so this is really w- interesting to me that this is coming out the same season as Psychopath Three. Remember, because I was talking about that, yeah, like how they uh-huh. explain that. Yeah, that was yeah, that, that was part of it. Yeah. yeah, but they they cut that out of this, so he doesn't have any lore. Okay. Uh, so I, I I do wonder about that. Um, yeah, uh, which which also brings me to a point. Uh, the other anime I've been watching, uh, Assassin's Pride. Uh, uh-huh. I've heard th- this is a light novel adaptation, and. I've heard this is the case, and I absolutely came to the conclusion on my own that so much is cut out of that show that it's, like, almost incomprehensible. Like, really? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, we, we, we complain about light novel adaptations a lot, like yeah. how they... As like, we do. Yeah, like how they have a bad way of translating, like, that writing style and, like, stuff like that. I think this is, like, the definition of, like, how bad that can be, um, where, like... N- so this is a fantasy world, right? In the first episode, yeah. they talk about how there's there's demons outside and how they live inside of a light bulb, basically. Uh, and, like, it's just a bunch of light bulbs connected to each other. Uh, yeah. That never comes into play in the show, and they never talk about it again after the first episode. Uh, but apparently in the books, they constantly talk about it. They, like, have, like, little incursions where, like, characters interact with each other and stuff like that. In the show, it's just, they're basically just animating arc after arc after arc with none of the, like, character moments. Uh, weird. It's really weird because you'll have these characters, like, start, like, acting like they've been through so much and reference things that we don't even know, basically. Like, huh. events that have happened that, like, are, like... I mean, you can infer that they happened, but it's just, like, you don't know. And it's just, like, it feels like all these characters, like, know way more about each other than we know about them. Uh, weird. It's really weird, and it makes it kind of hard to watch, because it's, like, right, like, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't, like, it, it feels like such a waste, too, with, like, I think that's an interesting world conceit, at least. Like, the light bulb thing, or, like, anything. But, like, they never do anything about it outside of, like, sometimes they'll just be, like oh damn we can't leave town for a while but like you could just say that in anything why does it have to be a light bulb city you know like in the i'm imagining in the books they they go over it more but it's just really weird like it's it's really strange uh it's been weird to that watch weird. yeah like all of a sudden all of a sudden in the middle of a fight like 
uh, I was told this is specifically one of the things they cut out from the light novels is uh, the main character turns into like a white haired vampire. What? And beats it. And the guy goes, oh, my God. So you are a vampire. And he goes, yes. And then he beats him or whatever. And they never explain what the vampires are in that or anything. They never do again. Then they do a whole arc about vampires where they don't even explain what the vampires are again. Because in the books, they were constantly like doing foreshadowing, you know? Right? Mm-hmm. As yeah. you would do. And like have him do things that are vampire y. But like in the show, they never had him do any of that. So it was just like, oh, he just does this. It's, it's very strange that they would have done this like this, I think. Like really, like I. I feel like maybe they should have just not done like whatever this next arc is going to be. That's going to be like three episodes mm-hmm. long or something. And maybe just like fleshed everything out. Been a little longer. Uh, and it would have been better. I, 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 so many light novels <laughs> adaptations, I guess like that they're just trying to get them out there before they're not relevant anymore. Right. I guess, I guess so. Yeah. It's a shame because, like, I think there's, like, an interesting world and interesting ideas at play in this show, but it's just, like, Im- almost impossible to, like, get attached to it because of how quickly they run through everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Um, that's uh, show business. That's show business. Uh, uh, John, what's been going on with you and uh, uh, Fate? Because I'm way behind. Is it good? Are you caught up? I'm actually a little behind, too. Oh. Look, I'm, I'm going to be honest with everybody. I'm behind on everything because, like I said, I went on vacation and then I got sick and I'm still sick. So I haven't caught up on a lot of stuff. I haven't watched any Kimono Michi. I'm super behind on that. Oh, that's a shame. That is a shame. I do want to catch up. I'm an episode behind on Aruma and I'm an episode behind on Fate. But I absolutely plan on catching up on all of those. Don't worry. There is one show that I'm all caught up on, but we'll talk about that later. Um but I'm pretty much caught up with Fate. Just one more episode. It is very, very good. Uh, I the last things that happened were uh, it was the episodes where they were like figuring out. Oh, okay, we we know some of the goddesses. We know Ishtar's there. You got to figure out who else is in this three goddess coalition, and they find out that one of them is a big ass monster lady, snake lady, scary lady. Um, it turns out to be Gorgon. They find out the, her true name. Uh, but she's super fucking powerful. She's got, like, mystic eyes. And she's, like, big as hell. And she could f- petrify you. And she could eat you with her snakes. And she's she's pretty cool. Um, but uh, there's just a bunch of fight scenes, mostly, with her and a bunch of other characters. And I don't want to spoil too much, but... It's There's a lot of, like, oh, shit. Well, we have to figure out... We need to, we need to get some ammo here, because... She's just going to take us out. And so they decide, well, how can how can we how can we solve this problem? How can we solve this conundrum? Well, we could maybe they could tight team up with another one of the goddesses. They could team up with Ishtar. And well, how in the world are you going to team up with Ishtar? And Gilgamesh is just like, I know how to team up with her. That chick loves rubies. And so they just show up with all their treasure and they're just like well, we'd give you some of the treasure, but, you know, you don't seem like you'd work with us, so we'll just get out of here. And she's just like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, hang on. I'll work with y'all. And so, yeah, so Ishtar is working with them now. 
and it's cute. Like East Star works well with all of them. They're, they're like I, I just I love watching these characters interact with each other. Like Fate has really great character dynamics, and Babylonia the anime captures it very well. Just seeing Ishtar be her muddled Rin self, it's very cute, and I just I'm just excited to see more. I think. I think the next episode has has more Jaguar Man, and it doesn't it doesn't have a uh, doesn't have Quetzalcoatl in it as well. Probably. Then I'm 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 ready. I'm ready for that too. I want to see them. You'll love you'll love Cats. I think the wrestling she's, woman. She's fucking wrestling. I want to yeah. I want to see her do all kinds of wrestling moves. That's what I'm. That's what I'm here for. I'm ready. So yeah, no, Fate's very fun still. Um, not really anything to complain about, I would say. Oh, wait, no, I do have one complaint. Uh, I don't know if this is just how I'm watching it, but for some reason, whenever, like, there's a big attack, it becomes the loudest thing in the fucking universe. That's fate anime, buddy. It's the worst. I have to watch everything, like, at, like, half volume, and then, like, I have to, like, be like, okay, hang on. I need to, like, turn it up a little bit to hear what they're saying. Okay, they're getting in a fight. Gotta turn it up, because as soon as they get in a fight, like, especially with Gorgon, like, firing a bunch of, like, beams and shit, as soon as you would fire a beam, it would, it was like something was going off inside my head. It was so loud. I was like, holy shit. Like, the whole time, just, I was like, oh, my God. It's too much. Too much. Uh, I know you've never seen Fate Apocrypha, but Fate Apocrypha is infamous for its dubstep swords and stuff like that. Like every single time they use their like swords, like Mordred pulls out their sword and stuff. Like it's just like fucking like. It's too like, loud. It's fucking funny. It's uh, funny, but it's also too loud. It's been wait till you see Heaven's Feel, and when Salter does her noble phantasm, it goes on for like two minutes. I don't need to hear that. Well, it's for a movie theater. You know how they do that. I don't... I'm not going to be going to no fucking movie theater for that shit. I'm going to be seeing it in the comfort of my own abode, and I don't need it to blow my fucking eardrums out. You have to... You have to feel like you're there. I don't want to be there. (laughs) That's fair. I I already have Salter in my game. I see her, and I'm very proud of her when she does a big move. But if... But I don't need to hear it that loud. If she's that loud, and if she was that loud in the game, I wouldn't use her because I'd be like, "Please be quiet." Yeah, and my roommate was actually talking about how uh, the Salter with the lance, the lance Salter. Uh, yes. How her noble phantasm just blinds them, <laughs> like visually. I mean, because it's just so she's bright. Too loud. <laughs> she's either too loud or she's too bright. She's got to relax. Yeah. What's she doing? Why is she got to show off like that? We already she's like gone. her. That's what happens. We already respect her. So, do we have to say out loud? Look, listen, <laughs> Salter, so Saber Alter, if you're listening out there, you don't have to go that hard. We appreciate you enough as is. You don't have to go that loud. You don't have to have a fucking gigantic blinding light when you use your noble phantasm when you have big boobs. It's fine. We love you the way that you are, no matter what. So, please don't hurt us anymore. Thank you. Uh, um all right uh elvie uh what a yeah. outburst dreamer voice mostly lame you say here what's what's going uh, on with that that's the right. chuny so one how, right it's the chuny one okay it's the reverse harem chuny one so um yeah this series is almost done i think the last episode will be airing next week or this end of, end of this week as of 
this podcast recording coming out and being heard. Um, it so um, so it's yeah. Otherwise, the the, the English title they give it's um, Outburst Dreamer Voice. It's actually based on a Vocaloid song of the exact same name. Um, and the song basically sings about these um, this group these group of delusional boys who you know basically think there's something else that they're not, or they have some sort of like flamboyant personality that is pretty not ground you know it's not grounded and they're, yeah they're basically delusional for all sorts of different reasons. So um, <clears throat> this girl named Mizuki she transfers into you know into a new school. She has like this eye patch on and. Um, it's like a bandage eye patch, basically. Of course. And, uh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. And she just wants to make friends. And then when she, you know, you know, they do a whole thing where she introduces herself in front of her, her new homeroom. So this, this random kid in a cap, well, not random kid, but this one, one of the boys says, oh, you're pink. Like, the color pink? Like, oh, you're pink. And it just, and of course she's confused, because I'm, con- you know, I'm confused as the viewer. Like, what does that mean? Um... You know, and, you know, lo and behold, her life is not going to be normal from there on out. Uh, so oh, she, shit. Unfortunately has to, <laughs> she has to sit next to this boy who's, like, who just called her pink for no reason, like, assigned her to color pink, and she doesn't know why, so she's talking to him. And he's basically assigning her to color pink, like, you know, in a Super Sentai team, like she's the pink ranger, so to speak. <laughs> and... um you know, and she's just she's just weirded out. She's just like, I don't I don't want this, but I'm sitting I have to sit next to this person. Um, but he's otherwise really friendly. He's just very odd, and he's but he's very you know he's very pushy about her being pink, and something about him is very theatrical. Like he, he's also kind of very boyish looking. Like he looks younger, he kind of acts immature. So you know she she you know she's just dealing with her first day, and she's realizing I'm I'm just I I. You know, she's just having a hard time making friends because she's afraid of approaching people, you know, as per usual. But And she feels like everyone else is being standoffish. Um, and then she meets, like, oh, this, this student council, like, president. Or, so, or I think her class rep is specifically not a student council. Not the student council president. No, it's um, their, their specific class rep. And it's a really, it's a normal, you know, sweet girl who's like, oh, yeah, maybe if you need help making friends, why don't you join the hero club? Or, like, meet up with the hero club. So she goes to the hero club, and lo and behold, it's that weird boy who called her pink for some reason, or assigned her to call her pink, um, there, and a group of these other guys who are fucking weirdos. So, um, so basically, um, this one boy, he, he's convinced he's part of, like, a super sentai team of some sort, and he... All right, that's a good tuning type. He's, he's convinced he's, like, a leader, and he assigns everyone in the hero club these different colors, etc., um, this other guy, he's kind of twisted, but they, they reveal later on, <laughs> they reveal later on he's not, he's kind of like a coward, like he has like a, a huge family of older sisters that kind of have him whipped, but he kind of acts like he's twisted, but he's not twisted. Like he's, he acts, he seems like he's acting maliciously, but he's not. Um, I think his color was, I forgot what's color, I think his color was green. <laughs> yeah, like their color. Um, another guy, he is obsessed with this anime idol and gotcha. He's, 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 he's like making fun of people who play gotcha games. And I don't know how to feel about it, <laughs> but like he's, he, he's like obsessed with this gotcha game where it's basically themed around this anime idol he likes. Um, but he's constantly not getting good pulls. So I don't know. That's just, that's just saying. So I don't know. The whole thing was like, um, you know, the whole thing is like, oh, he appears handsome, but he's kind of like a geek. So I, I don't know. That's just his thing. But he's really obsessed with this anime idol girl. Like her name is Sora-chan. Um, she's very cute, but 
the fourth guy, which they introduced in that first episode. They introduced another guy much later on. Um, he is my favorite one. He's like, um, he wears, he wears glasses, but he's convinced he is the child of a demon and an angel. So he's oh, yeah. very Nephilim. melodramatic. He's very melodramatic. He constantly grabs his arm thinking it's cursed and some sort of uh, same. is going to explode. Yeah. <laughs> he's really great. So he, he often speaks like in a very theatrical, like pure dated way. Like as if he's like speaking in, like middle English, well, not middle English, but maybe like in a very dramatic Victorian way. Um, and he actually has a bird at some point they later on introduce where the bird, unfortunately, has, like, picked up on his behavior. So the bird is, like, screaming things like, like, perish or something. Like, very morbid things to people. It's really funny. Like, he's convinced his bird is, like, his familiar, etc. But yeah, so this girl, unfortunately, like, this, the, the student rep meant well, but she just, the student rep ended up foreign her to this group of guys who are not officially a school club, but they're convinced they're heroes of the school, like helping out people, etc. But nonetheless, they actually do. And of course, the girl is like uh, Mizuki, the main character. The girl, the girl's like, you know, hates it. She's like, oh god, why am I? I'm now like stuck with these people because now they're getting to know me too much. Now I'm like getting hooked in. They and then there's a whole thing in the first episode, at least. They don't. It doesn't really carry on, at least thus far, um, where the boy who like named you know assigned her pink the the super sentai boy like he he thinks he thinks she's hiding a superpower underneath her eye patch um so you know she's hiding like a a gaze or something (laughs) of course yeah mm -hmm. and but basically the whole series is her getting like uh, tangled in like the shenanigans of these guys because i guess she i guess she i guess she is unable to make other friends like there's a whole thing where like like, oh, I'm sorry, but she doesn't really make her effort. But but in reality, of course, it's because she actually secretly likes Like, she actually is secretly enjoying the company of these guys, and, like, she thinks that's funny, you know, and she's tagging along. And she's slowly realizing more and more, like, oh, these people are, like, genuinely friends, and they actually are helping people. So there's this kind of, like, subplot in the background, too, where the student council is keeping an eye on these this group because, like, oh, they're just making a ruckus, and they're making the school look bad, and they're causing, like, a huge commotion in the school, and they're not keeping things in order. Um... Like the la- like the most the, the second to last episode is basically the student council shuts their club down because it's like well here's here's the escalation of everything that's happened in the series thus far we have every right to disband your club and also your club was never official to begin with you are basically like illegally on using school property for something that was never official so that is the whole thing so and that's going to lead up to the last episode and of course I guess the club will be. But anyway, it's, it's, it's like, funny at times, but other times, most of the time, it's just lame. It's kind of repeating tropes I feel like I've seen in other comedy anime that have done it better or done it already, at least. Really, the funniest guy is the <laughs> the melodramatic, um, not really a demon guy. I don't know. I don't know what's the best way to describe it. He's kind of like a Castlevania, like, like a goth, like, yeah, that guy. Um, but because there's a lot of times where the joke is... Um, oh, the guy does something stupid, and then the girl makes her commentary where it's like, why is she... She's basically... She's there... A lot of times she's not present in the scene. So the series is kind of interesting where it feels like it's trying... You know, the way the way the original Vocaloid song was that you, the listener, was kind of like the main character in this weird reverse harem in a way. So I guess it's also trying to put off this thing where the main character kind of has her own non-existent personality. But a lot of times she's just there to, like, explain the joke. You know, and I'm like, this does not need to be explained. I saw what just happened. I saw him like do the, like the stupid thing. Um, 
But to give it a good example of like a strong episode that I thought was really funny was they had to volunteer at an amusement park. And there's a whole thing where the gotcha obsessed boy was like, oh, Sora-chan, which is the anime idol girl um, he likes, is going to be performing. So basically there's like a stage part of the theater, um, the amusement park. And, and <laughs> basically what comes out is terrified, akin to what John's experience was, where it's like one of those Kigurumi anime suits. Oh, yeah. Comes out performing. <laughs> <laughs> in front of these children. Oh no! So then, <laughs> it happened and again. It's fine. It's <laughs> and it's fine for the most part. But then, so the gotcha boy is like, "Oh, okay, I, I, I got, I got to meet her backstage." He meets her backstage, and of course, the joke is like, "Oh, it's like this, it's like this, like really like buff looking like middle aged man under the costume." And in the moment, it's like, oh, shit, oh, no. But then he's actually really admiring the guy, saying, like, oh, my gosh, you're, like, a super fan. I respect your craft so much that, you know, you got all the moves right of Sora, China, etc. And it was, an, it was, like, a nicer version of, like, how that usually would play out. And then, like, eventually, the actor, the actor, he, like, he, like, sprains his back or something, or something completely not, like, a big oh, deal. Oh, shit. <laughs> So then the gotcha boy decides, like, oh, I'm going to step in. I'm going to perform a Sorachan, and I'm going to get in the gross <laughs> the gross costume. It's probably all sweaty. And perform. And it was just the funniest thing, I like, that like that just kind of, like, it was just kind of the funniest thing that developed because it was just it was just not what I expected to happen. Like, he really played the character straight setter and, like, actually made those kids happy. And, like, there's a whole thing in the beginning, too, where it shows, like, oh, he's actually nice to kids and is able to relate to kids by being able to like share this character that you like to each other. And, you know, it's like, so basically each episode is like the guys like doing all these crazy things, but kind of disproving to the main, to Mizuki, the, the main character that, Oh yeah, they actually are being helpful and they actually do have nice qualities about them that even though they're fucking weirdos and they have these weird things that are kind of like unapproachable, they actually are helping people and making people happy. So that's pretty much the whole like premise of the series. Um, the fifth guy that gets introduced is a cousin of one of the characters. I don't know why that's important, but they felt the need to emphasize, oh, he's a cousin of this character. Okay. He basically kind of came from America, and his whole thing is he speaks English randomly, and it's the worst thing ever. Um, it's very irritating. They think it's funny. It's not really funny, but... But his whole thing is that he has an internet persona, and he, I guess, performs as, like, the singer, and I guess no one recognizes him, even though... They both have green hair, but it's fine. But yeah, it's like, it's like for the most part, this, there are moments where the series is really funny, like just like oh, there's like. But for the most part, I feel like it's repeating a lot of cliches where I don't think this needed to be a whole twelve episode series if it's based off a Vocaloid song, which is fine. But it's repeating a lot of gags. I feel like that's been done in a lot of other comedy anime. But it is kind of it is refreshing in some ways more than one. But it's 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 otherwise cheesy most of the time, and some of the the gags just like drag on. So, but yeah, that's my take on it. I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I'm surprised also this became a series. I don't know how old this, this Vocaloid song is kind of like two years old. Oh, yeah. A bit. So I, I'm like, like, who's deciding what, what Vocaloid song is thematic enough to adapt to I mean, I, maybe they're just like, <laughs> we really like this fucking song. They're like, we need an opening or <laughs> whatever a, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. The... It's a bop song, though. It is the theme song. It is fun, but it's like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know if I would recommend it. That's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I would recommend the series. Well, I'm at least glad um, you're enjoying it to some degree. Like that's that's yeah, thing. it's like okay, yeah. The art I like I like the art style too. I, I like how like the flat pastel color palette. I, it's just nice. It's nice to look at. But it's like 
There's not a lot going on. <clears throat> There's not a lot going on here. Oh, I should mention. Okay, so the the first problem they run into, which is like the second episode, I think, the student council rep, which is again the the first girl Mizuki meets, who's the one who who inevitably <laughs> introduces her to these guys. Um, She's having this issue where, like, oh, yeah, there's, um, she's having this issue where she feels like one of their male classmates is being pushy to her, or she doesn't know how to approach it. So they come up with this whole, like, convoluted thing where, like, oh, one of the guys can pretend to be her date, so the guy won't bother her anymore. And it's just this whole convoluted thing where it's, like, they're faking a date in front of this guy who turns out to be an asshole anyway. But, I don't know, there's just, there's just a lot of things where, like, they do all these convoluted things for trying to be funny, but it's not really funny, or it kind of just falls flat, but, yeah. Um, but ultimately, it's, it's, it's okay. That's what I mean. It's, it's yeah. okay. It's not, but it's not, it's not, like, gut-busting, as I hoped it would be, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I guess if you're looking for chuny humor, then yeah, that's chuny, something. Yeah, chuny, chuny gags, yeah. Been a lot of chuny stuff recently, I gotta say. Exactly, and that's that's probably also the problem. It's yeah, kind of like a tired thing. Sure, now, yeah, you know? yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, I've noticed this like the Chuni stuff comes in bursts. I've noticed like when I've been like watching anime from <laughs> like 2012 or something. Yeah, like yeah. there's a ton of Chuni stuff, uh, and then when you go to like 2016 or something, there's a bunch of Chuni stuff, and then you go to like now and there's a bunch of Chuni stuff. But in between, there's like you know not that much. But then it all comes out at once. Interesting. Something to think about. Something to think about. Um, uh, you know what's something that John won't be thinking about anymore, but me and LV will continue to, uh, is Dr. Stone. <laughs> well, I'm I don't know if that'll stop you. Uh, I, I'm officially saying no more. I can't stand it. <laughs> I don't want to think about it anymore. I've, I mean, I'll, I'll listen to y'all talk about it, and I will react, but I'm not going to sit down and watch it. I've, I've had enough. <laughs> Well, you're missing out on the Magma Redemption arc, John. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. So they're, they're on their way to making a cell phone, which is kind of... Which which we were both baffled by. It's like, yeah. why are we... They're going to make the radio! Like, what, well, what? They stopped calling it smartphone, at least. Yeah, they did stop calling it smartphone. They started saying cell phone, so who knows who knows what direction that will take. But, um, yeah, so basically, um, the most recent arc, after the whole tournament thing, like... Sukasa's army is now like basically honing in on finally actually doing something like in terms of like oh we're gonna now attack we know where we know where these fuckers are we're gonna we're gonna attack that village they're over there right and um and it's gonna you know and it, it's it's introducing these two other characters who just don't look they look like Nar, Nar, they look like Naruto they characters. do I'm sorry like they, they look like that like you know this one guy half of his face is covered the the girl. I don't know. I forgot her name. She's like all pink. She has like a pink color mm-hmm. palette. Um, I don't like her design. I'm uncomfortable. So the with thing her that really makes me uncomfortable is in the opening <laughs> when like the opening jumps from uh, uh, Kohaku and her sister yeah. stomping yeah. on grapes with their feet. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> in the opening, and it cuts, oh yeah, it cuts from that to the pink girl licking like, the licks. cotton candy like it's like a uh-huh. fucking I don't even know, dude. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, so the the female characters occasionally have this weird, inconsistent, egregious like, huh? That's a little weird. Why are they drawn that? Yeah. Like, why is that? Besides their eyes being sometimes spaced too far, but like you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they look like, weird. weird. They look things, different, right? Like that sexualize them in like a way that's like, oh, this is not great. 
But this, okay, her name is Momoji. It's, it's either Momoji or Homer. I'm not sure what her last name is, but I'll just say Momoji. So she's like one of the characters, you know, besides this this other guy. I forget. He's already forgettable. Um, he might be important later, but right now, I, I, we're going to talk about Momoji. So she's all, like all pink. That's her color palette. I think she's another of a, a revived person. She actually was from the 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 2000s. I don't know what's the best way to describe The 21st century. She's actually from the 21st century. She's another one who was revived from stone by Sukasa to recruit her. And I think she was like, she used to be an athlete or something. Yeah. She used to be an athlete. So that's why she's super athletic and she could do all this 360 kiff like where. Anyway, the way she's designed, I don't like it because, this, you know, like most of the female characters, they kind of have like this weird, like, you know, just short enough, you know, just short enough kind of dress. And you can kind of excuse it because it's like, okay, yeah, they cut it up in a weird, like, like whatever. Her design is like, she, her, the way she's drawn, it's, it's just, it's just like, she inherently seems like a fan service character. And I don't, in a way that's like, every time she appears in a shot, it's like at a weird angle. Um, and more egregiously at some point later on. So an episode at some point where we get to know her a little more, um, you know, the, the team science, you know, they build a cotton cane machine. And uh, at some point, she, she has an opportunity to try it. She's like, oh, she actually, you know, so we have this second layer to her where, like, you know, she's part of Sukasa's army. But she's like, I'm curious, like, as to why are, they, why are they so happy? Like, I don't get why they would side on the side. You know, I don't get why they would side with Senku. So she, at some point, she manages to try to cotton candy. And that's where the egregious licking thing <laughs> shows up in the opening. Yeah. And it does that. And it's like, oh. But anyway, like, I, yeah, her design is just not great. And I, I'm probably already, like, making a judgment. But it's just one of those things where she seems like she's drawn kind of, like, you know, sex doll-esque. And it's, they, like, they oh, all are. Like, all of the women. Yeah, I know. They all are. But her most especially, like. They just have like, such so an alien have... art style to them, like, every yeah, single time. compared like, to the guys. Yeah. yeah. Like, the guys are allowed um, to be, like, diverse, I feel like. Like, really diverse. Yeah, which is a like, problem across many things. Like. <laughs> yeah. It's not great. Yeah, because, okay, so when she does her moves, she's constantly, like, yeah, she's doing a whole flippy thing, and but she constantly is doing a thing where it's, like, there's this emphasis on, like, yeah, her part, yeah, I, I don't get it, but I, I think you get the point. It's, like, something to yeah. I don't like her design, because there's also, they also didn't really develop her character far enough for me to kind of care about her besides how she looks, you know, like, she's very distinct in how she looks, and it's just, like, oh, when you see her, it's, like, oh, okay, I see. Um, but to backtrack a little, basically, yeah, after that whole, like, attack on the village happened they're they're now motivated to yeah make a cell phone or some sort of communication communication device of some sort to be like oh yeah this will give us a heads up because again in that brief frame where they mentioned hey what happened to those two friends in the beginning <laughs> like up which once again they keep missing an opportunity to reference them at all like you know again it's just making us think they're dead because they keep showing shots back to Sakasa's side here and there but why are they not showing the other two i don't get it um but anyway, to segue from that, it's just, like, time passes. They're trying to, like, get all the parts to, like, build the cell phone. Most importantly, there's, like, a very specific stone or some sort of... I, I forgot, it's not really a stone. Yeah, actually, yeah, it's a specific sort of stone they need to make a filament that actually makes what a cell phone is, a cell phone. Um, and basically, time passes, and we're now, like, on a Christmas episode. It was, it's, like, all snow right. has fallen. Snow has fallen. Right, we're basically on a Christmas episode, even though we're nowhere near. Well, we're now we're in December, but this episode aired like like a whole month ago when it was not Christmas. <laughs> um, so it's winter. You know, everyone has like their poncho garbs. Again, for some reason, some people's legs are exposed. Like I don't understand why, but hey. Um, and 
yeah, this is where we're entering the magma redemption arc because they're like, oh, we need to find more like these materials in this cave somewhere. But then they start listing all these weird excuses as to why this character can't go. And that's why they resort to ma magma. It didn't make sense. It's like, oh, this person's like, it's like, what? Like, you know, it, it was just like, you have all these people and why cannot a single one of them who have proved to themselves to be resourceful thus far and will not kill you and who did not intend on killing you from the beginning, you're going to choose magma by making this weird excuse that this person is not available for some reason. Um, so ultimately, Senku, Magma, and Chrome have to go to this cavern to collect a bunch of stuff. And of course, you know, not surprised, Magma, like, many times takes an opportunity to try to murder Senku. Like, I don't fucking understand No, why. no, but so listen, difficult. he was trying to save him. It's fine. <laughs> He's, he, he, it's, it's, it's basically like Magma has this idea. He's like, oh, I think you can murder him. You know, murder him. But then last minute, he just changes his mind. He's like, no, actually, I'm going to keep him alive. It's, it's, it's just that whole episode, basically. It's like, wow. Okay. So, yeah, they get the thing. And, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just basically part of their bigger quest to, like, build a cell phone. And when they go back, actually, before they left, Jen was being, like, weird and twisted as he usually is. And he's like, uh-huh, like, And it's like, what the fuck is he doing? You know, right? Me as a viewer does not yeah, know he's, he's doing. I'm freak. convinced he's like, right? It's like, oh, he makes you think, right? <laughs> but when they go back, it's actually Jen was, like, concocting up this plan with everyone else. Because he was able to calculate when Senku's birthday was, <laughs> which is some day. It's it, fucking you know, bullshit. I, the fact that. <laughs> and then he mentioned, he mentioned, so they were making a surprise for him. I was like, oh, when they come back, we're going to do a surprise for Senku, etc. So then he mentioned, it's like, oh, I found the tree where Senku, like, marked off his, the, you know, the calculation, like, the number of days as he was conscious in the stone. Like, I found the numbers or something. I, I, it was just some bullshit about, like. I really was hoping, I've been hoping this whole time during the show that the bullshit about Senku counting his being, like, awake or whatever, that he was awake the entire time he was in stone and he just calculated, like, he just was counting how long it had been. Like, yeah. I was really hoping of multiple times to be like, no, you fucked up. Like, it's only been, like, f 500 years. That's what I'm thinking at this point, because there is no way that was... But... But yeah, anyway, they had they basically um, for a birthday present for Senku because and his birthday is I think your jet like I forgot the specific number, but I looked it up and like his birthday corresponds to the launching of Sputnik yeah. into space. The Sputnik. Oh I boy! Think so. so so they launch him <laughs> into space, and there he goes. <laughs> I think so. You you can't see me, but I'm doing the jerk off motion. Uh -huh. like. <laughs> So, um, I believe, so, at least that's one of the significant events I found that landed on that date. It had to do with Sputnik or something, or some sort of um, space event. And, yeah, they made him a telescope, and that's where the episode ends. And that was, like, that whole post where that person cried or something about the, the telescoping. Was there a post about someone, like, crying at the end of this episode when Senku got his <laughs> telescope? <laughs> did, I, did I misread it? I swear I saw something yes. about someone crying. Okay. <laughs> And they said best anime of the year or something. Uh. <laughs> I, to be fair, I thought it was like sweet. I was like, oh, okay, this is now cool and coming full circle because now it's like connecting with like the stuff we're seeing in the ending. And like, I'm pretty sure this is gonna lead up to them somehow going back to space. I think. Yeah. Which actually, I think, which which Senku has been kind of referencing here and there, like the whole thing about reviving like human technology and going back, like, you know, going from like 
you know, all this primitive stuff to even going back to state space, you know, I, I think it's going to lead up to that somehow, which is going to be kind of nuts. And I don't know, you know, but yeah, it was, kind, it was nice, but it was not like an emotionally like charge moment. Right. You know, I don't think, I, you know, I didn't cry. I would say that, but if you cried like, okay, all right. It was touching, but it wasn't that crazy. It wasn't, it's not groundbreaking for that to happen. Nothing in this show is. Oh, okay, so that same episode is where the sisters crushing the grapes came from. All right, um, They yeah. were crushing grapes to make wine for the winter or something. We have a but full yeah, history were... here. Yeah, yeah. All, all the shots, all the, sh- all the weird shots in the OP, they, they, they were in these past couple episodes. So there we go. Now we know. Yeah. Um, a history of violence, if you will. Yes. <laughs> Basically. Um, and yeah, they continue on. They find also, yeah, the stones they need for the filament. I think I'm messing up the order, but it's okay. They basically find the stones to make the filament. They, um, what's kind of cool is like, they're going back to the science thing here and there, you know, and, and the moments of distress the shows has, they flash back to the nicer moments where it's like, oh yeah, the, they're doing weird stuff, trying to be creative with like what they have. Um, and basically the stone cannot be melted until, unless you have a super high like heating point. Uh, so they decide to use the cotton candy machines they made at some point to like heat it, and that was kind of neat. And yeah. it was also helping them make it into like a string, yeah, the the, the wire shape they needed. So ultimately, they succeed at. Oh yeah, and this episode is where they finally like give the old man spotlight. Yeah, it's, he's like, friendly. He he's nice. just sad. It was nice. He wanted he's friends. He's sad, and it's like fucked no. up because they reve- they basically revealed this old. So he, he is indeed an artisan or some sort of, like, actually a smith of the town, but they reveal he basically built half of the town. He built the fucking bridge, and no one respects him. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. And it's he's, fucked. like, sad, and he has no friends, and then Senku is like, oh, no, you know, Senku, well, no, I think it was Chrome. I don't think it was Senku. I don't think Senku yeah, said Senku this. Did. I don't think fucking I think it was Chrome who basically said, oh, no, we'll be your friends, and that was nice. Like, he was like, he was like he, even he though I'm an old man, and I was like, oh. Yeah. He was basically re- he was basically sad how, like, he was the only one for, like, the longest time that was kind of really obsessed and kind of had that scientific mind that the two have and stuff. So, like, oh, it was like, okay. But it was like, why wasn't this? this? Ah, whatever. Um, well, because if it was Senku who said that, he would have been like, <laughs> there's a one billion percent chance that we'll be your friend. Yeah, I know. It's so full of shit. Yeah, right. Right. Ugh. Um, yeah, ultimately, they, they build the... Yeah, they finally built, like, the last few parts to make um, um, the cell phone. Um, and the parts included basically batteries and a microphone. I think I know where this is leading up to. But, yeah, it just ends on there. That's, you know, like, who knows if they're going to make a cell phone, actually. They're going to make something. They're going to make something. They're going to make something. Mm-hmm. Very excited. That, yeah. <laughs> that you're not uh, yeah, you're free now. Yeah, I know. It it feels great. <laughs> like ripping a band-aid. Yep. It's lovely. Uh yeah, and like the next episode I think will be the last episode of this season. Yeah. Twenty episode twenty four. So we have two more? Uh, three more? No, one more. We only have one more? What? No. Do we? Frantically Uh, Google Doctor Stone. Yeah, twenty-four. Twenty-four episodes. Wow, one left. The next episode's the the next episode is the last one for this round. What? Because we know this will be having another season. Oh, of course. (laughs) Yeah. 
What the fuck? So that's weird because the manga's like way ahead of the. That's that's weird. They're gonna probably finish before they do the actual like war arc, I guess. Is weird. the manga actually nearing a conclusion? No, no, no. This the manga oh. has like done a bunch of the stuff. Interesting. Um. Boo, boo, boo. Uh, John, what's going on with Pokemon? All right. Pokemon's back, folks. It's like it never left. I, I actually don't think it really ever left. So. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we got a month of episodes to cover. Uh, I, I'll I'll go through quick, but I, I will be honest. I think I might actually like it so far more than I liked Sun and Moon, and I liked Sun and Moon quite a bit. Um, it's, it's doing something pretty interesting with it. Of, of course, I do wish that Ash was in the main character, because I'm a normal human being, and I have normal opinions. But, I, I enjoy where they're going with this. Uh, so the plot of this season is Ash is, uh, visiting a nearby professor in Vermilion City with, uh, Professor Oak and his mom, because there's a new facility opening up. And while he's there, there's this other kid named Go, and uh, there's a professor there, and he's talking about all this stuff, and then it turns out that there's a Lugia appearing nearby, and they kind of play with it like, um... Remember that arc with the baby Lugia? From, like, Johto... No? That's Johto anime. There was a baby Lugia and a Lugia mom, and they played with it. I remember that, yeah. Yeah. That's weird. There was a baby Lugia. Um... So, Ash and Go go to see the, uh, the Lugia, and they actually get to interact with it, and it, like, at first they kind of treat it like a Pokemon Go raid, or maybe even a Pokemon Sword and Shield raid, it's just like a raid battle, uh, which is actually kind of fun to see them incorporate that into the actual Pokemon, like, show, um... And then after that, they just kind of realized, like, oh, we had a lot of fun, like, studying these this Pokemon and finding out new stuff about it. And they get brought on as, like, research fellows at the uh, at the, this new professor's, like, lab. And so every episode, the professor's just going to send them out to go study stuff. And so the episode after that was them just, like, following around some Ivysaur and learning about Ivysaur. And now they just got sent to Galar. Because uh, they found out about Dynamaxing, and so they're going to go check out Dynamaxing. And uh, when they went to Galar, they met a score bunny. And that was just a really cute thing, because the score bunny, like, covered itself in dirt, so it looked more like a Nicket. And it hung out with this, like, group of Nicket who were, like, having to steal food to eat. And so the score bunny was helping them get more food so they could feed themselves. But... You know, the Nickets have learned how to take care of themselves, so now score bunny's going to go off with them. But... In the first first episode, Go actually saw a Mew because they had like a backstory thing for Go. And he decided, no, I want Mew to be my first Pokemon. I'm not going to catch any Pokemon. So Score Bunny is going to have to like try to convince Go to capture him because Go doesn't want any Pokemon before Mew. Um, And I I guess I should also mention for you, Rose, uh, that first episode also had the origin of Ash's Pikachu because it was a it was a little baby pichu Hell it was yes. a lo- an especially lonely pichu that nobody oh. was hanging out with did not have a family oh, no. but but then the pichu ran into like a group of kangaskhan and then a mama kangaskhan like adopted the pichu oh. and and raised it 
And after a little bit, though, Pichu got too big, and the the Kangaskhan baby got too big, and so Pichu like understood it was like it was t- it's time for me to leave. But because of the friendship and the love that it got from the Kangaskhan mama, it evolved into a Pikachu. That's wonderful. It was super <laughs> wonderful. It was very good. Like. I'm enjoying it a lot. I I think the colors in this are a bit more... I don't know if it's more vibrant, but I just feel like they mesh well with the slight redesigns that they've given to... Like, like Ash is like a slightly different design than he was in the Sun and Moon seasons. Um, but I like it a bit more, and I just like how the Pokemon are drawn. I like how the art style is. I just... I just think I like this season a bit more. It, it's, it's just... It's fun. It's cute. It's It's revitalized my feelings on the Pokemon anime. It's made me remember why I liked watching the sun and moon seasons and it's been consistent so far. So I hope it stays consistent. I hope it stays fun. Um, something else that's kind of wild is team rocket is in the season, but instead of like, you know, like just catching a Pokemon or whatever team rocket, I guess is like, well, Giovanni, like team rocket is trying to, like, get Jesse and James to actually succeed. So he's, like, flying in Pokemon for them. Like, the first episode... Yeah, the first episode they used a fucking Tyranitar and, like, I think a a Gyarados. What is... Giovanni, did he, like... Did he hit his head? I don't know, but, yeah, they flew in Pokemon for them to use. I was like, what the fuck? Like, Jesse and James using a Tyranitar and a Gyarados? I was like, okay... I Do you was ever not think about for... how James could have had a Gyarados? He could have. If he, he just wasn't have. mean to that Magikarp, he, he would have mean. had a Gyarados. I mean, like... I mean, there there is some, some parts of it that don't work, like how Pikachu fucking... Uh, Tyranitar is a ground type, right? Rock. It, yeah. It's just rock? I'm pretty sure it's rock dark. Okay, then never mind. I was gonna say... I was gonna... I was gonna say something about... Uh, it taking electric damage, but you might be right. I'm going to check though. Yeah. I'm, okay. Yeah, you're right. Thank you. Um, I had but, the same thing yes the other day. <laughs> I thought it was ground. Yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, of course, of course, Gyarados is gonna get fucking wasted by Pikachu, but yeah, there's that. But yeah, I mean that's pretty much how I feel about the new Pokemon. It's it's good. It's good. It's fun. It's it's all right. Well, I'm glad that you're enjoying it. I, I think that setup in general is, will do a lot more for. It. I remember when they announced what it was going to be. I was like, oh, that seems good. Like the whole like traveling all over the world and stuff. Like they'll go back to old places in theory. Uh, seems cool. Yeah, I mean, like they started off in Vermilion City of all places. <laughs> yeah. Like, wh- when are they going to go to Vermilion City? And they were pretty. I don't want to say too realistic, but they, in the context of Pokemon, it was really neat seeing them talk about like, well, see here, these, these Ivysaur, uh, are going to evolve soon. So they just unleashed their sweet scent like nonstop. And then it's like, oh, in order to evolve, they need a lot more sun, like a, a lot more energy from the sun. And so like, normally there were like, there was like this empty lot that the Ivysaur would go to evolve. But a building's being built there now, so the Ivysaur climb up on top of the construction site and then use the top of the building to absorb the sunlight. And it was just like, 
you know, seeing the ivy soar climb up with their vines and, you know, like, like basically like an animal would do to like figure out, oh, I have to climb up over this. I have to, I have to use what I have to adapt to the situation. And it's, it was really interesting to see that. And then also Ash and Go just have a very good, like chemistry, I guess I would say. I, I know that people are like shipping them and, I don't really blame people for doing that because they do have chemistry. They they bounce off of each other really well. Uh, they have moments where they fight, but they also have moments where they, like, they very quickly make up because they're just, like, they're just boys. They just bounce off of each other. They're boys. They bicker. They hang out with each other. They think that cool stuff that they do is cool. It's just that it, it all of it feels just way more natural, and I appreciate that, and I appreciate what they're doing with it. Yeah, there's your Pokemon update. I'm glad that it's back after the grim fighting tournaments and everything. Like, the worst parts of Pokemon, you get to go back to the good part. I hope they go back to those bullshit invented towns for the first season of the anime. Like, that town where everyone's a criminal and stuff like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, if they, like, really dug in and they went back to, like, some (laughs) of the, like, creature of the day people where they just, like... Like that dude that had the Sandshrew or whatever, or like that bug catcher that had the Metapod, he just shows up and he's like, yeah, dude, I have this like bug observatory now. You want to check out Beedrill? They should do that shit. Yeah, I think it would be cool. That would be fun. Uh, all right. Uh, do we want to go to questions? I'm good. Uh, if yeah, sure. Yeah, if, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. All right, then. Well, I'll go ahead and read some questions. Yeah, go then. for it. Uh, if you want to send in a question, go to videogamechoochoo.tumblr.com slash ask. Harlequin Wheels asks, if you had to read, we're offered a boatload of cash to make a spinoff to an extremely popular anime IP for some new exclusive streaming platform, which series would you pick and what would it be about? So I guess my question is, is this supposed to be a live action or is it supposed to be just like a new uh, Just a spinoff, anime? I think. Okay, so so an animated thing, I guess also by a Japanese team. So we would be in charge of it, but it would still be made in Japan, I guess. Let's just say that. Um, okay, it has to be a spinoff, because I was going to say I would make a Space Dandy movie, but that, I don't know <laughs> if that counts. I kind of will, like... Um... Hmm. I mean, I would like just a slice of life anime about kill a kill where nothing horrible <laughs> happens. That would be nice. Like, you know, like that last episode. When they're yeah, all sure. they're all going out yeah. on the town. Yeah. yeah, they were all going out. They were dating. Yes. Yeah, the they were. They were. Yeah, they basically were. Yeah. Um, yeah. So on that, like, really, the Orange Star High School arc and. Dragon Ball Z is one of the best things ever, and it upsets me too to say that it's basically only four episodes. So for anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, basically after maybe the second time Goku dies, so Gohan is Gohan um, is now a teenager going to a normal high school, and Chi Chi's like, you know, you're gonna do your best, like you know, don't don't fucking don't fucking lose it, don't don't fly, you know, don't do that <laughs> bullshit, you know, you know, don't do that saying bullshit. And then at, the, at that point, too, Goten was just freshly born. Yeah, he was just Goten a little baby. Goten was a baby. Um, but so in the whole, like, couple of episodes, it's just Gohan trying to be normal and, like, 
fit it into school. And it's it's a wonderful, like, awkward, like, arc of episodes without any real action be- beyond, like, the, the Sandman stuff was great. Yeah, I, I was I was going to say, like, I, it, you, they could have definitely had a whole arc of just Gohan, like, juggling great Sandman and, like, trying to figure out, like, they go too you know, Videl. And then, and then Videl, Videl being her, like, her, like, size, like, what the fuck is up? Is like, like, who is Sandman? Like, that was funny. That was the funniest thing. Like, it was such a strong, solid series of episodes that it was a shame that it was not much longer. And I yeah. wish there was some, at least some sort of, like, you know, in, in general, like, I wish Dragon Ball, like, had longer moments where it went to its more, like, stupid, like, non-action-focused roots, you know, especially. But I thought that arc in particular would have been great if it was a much longer thing, at least for that time it was. Um, sure. Because it was, it was, it was very, t- uh, yeah, it was that's, very cute. That's a really good, uh, really good answer. Uh, I'd say I just want to see a, like, business anime, like, just a, a show about fucking business deals, but just about Seto Kaiba. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> like, I just want to see him just, like, you know, like, like I think there would still be duels, but I would just want him to, like, fucking, like, acquire companies with duels, just, like. Like some like just rolling up to Apple and being like, "All right, I I I want this company," and they're just like, and, and just having to see like Tim Cook like try to summon a god card. <laughs> Kaiba's just like, "You're I... you're a feeble fake god card that you bought isn't like the real one that I have here." Because like Tim Cook would be like, "I bought this one. This is my powerful synthetic god card, and it like doesn't work right." And then Kaiba summons the real one, and destroys it. Ah. Oh. I'm, I, there you go. I'm, I'm writing it already. Oh, no. Like, a series just focused on Kaiba's perspective, like, without, you know, like, at least the 10% of the time he's not thinking about <laughs> the Pharaoh. Uh, but, like, that would be really cool, honestly, because it's like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, like how is he getting these things padded in, right? The, I mean, the, the like, espe- especially, so, like, like, that'd be so interesting. Especially, like, post dual monsters but before right. gx where right. like i mean we get like a small glimpse yeah. of that in gx like when he's like oh i'm gonna shoot a satellite up into space that just has Oh yeah. cards in it so that way right. if there's ever any aliens they can learn how to play like that's the kind of shit i want to see <laughs> right and you've seen dark side dimensions right you've seen the film I haven't seen it all the way okay. through. I've seen like all half right. of it. Because the way it ends too is like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I, I just, I just know that like I'm he's he, it, he's so obsessed with fighting against Atem one more time that he's just like going fucking nuts because he's just like, I can beat him yeah. this time. I can beat him this time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you saw the ending though. Like, the no, I didn't. Like that, it's bonkers. I'm not gonna say it, but yeah, I, 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 sh- I should finish up. watching that movie. I, 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 I was watching it with a friend, and we you just got like halfway that. through, and then we like did something else. All right. Good answers, everybody. All right. Uh, let's see here. Okay. I'll just, I'll keep doing the questions and then we'll save the opinions for last. Cause we did get some opinions. All right. Uh, yeah. Two more questions. Uh, first one is just from, uh, I think this, I think Trixie sent this in. So Trixie sent, Trixie sent in a question that was just, what's your favorite manga of all time? Does anyone, oh. it's pretty easy, <laughs> one, I guess. Um, I, I might honestly just say, uh, um, yeah, I, I like. I know it's an. I say it's like one of my favorite anime too. But I really do like the the Magus Bride, uh, manga. Like it's the only manga that I keep up with consistently anymore. Sure. Like it's really hard for me to do stuff like that. But I, every time I'm like dying. Like every time a month rolls around, I'm like, is it here? Is it here? Uh, I like some of the uh, Hoseki no Kuni stuff, but uh, 
it's really hard to parse at times compared to the anime. They all look the same. They all look the same. Yeah. I'm extre- I'm extremely rock racist because I think they all look the same. Wow. I'm sorry, everyone. I mean, in, in, no, like in the anime, they look completely different from each other, right? No, like, they, they do. They, they do. They, they look completely different. They even had, yeah, they even have like subtle facial differences. Yeah, but then in the manga, yeah. because it's going for such a specific style, but everything's black and white, it makes it like almost yeah. impossible to tell like yeah. who's who. It's like simplified to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I really love Dungeon Mesh. Oh I yeah, that's that has that has been grabbing my heart consistently in terms of like oh I gotta buy actually a physical volume of this because it's beautiful, it's just mm-hmm. solid, it's done me has not done me wrong at all so far. It's really good, it's really good, and it it appeals to my like utter <laughs> interests. So um, sure, yeah, uh, yeah. Dungeon Mesh is definitely up there for me, but I think my favorite is probably Twentieth Century Boys. I love 20th Century Boys. It's just this gripping drama. Uh, I've talked about it previously. But um, if you're familiar with uh, Naoki Urasawa, who did like Pluto and Monster. Uh, I've only read a little bit of Pluto, and I haven't read Monster yet, but I definitely want to because of how how much I love 20th Century Boys. I know I'll love it. Um, But it's just about this group of like midlife kind of dudes like i'd say like around 30 and uh they get together because one of their old classmates passed away and they're trying to figure out kind of like pick up the pieces and figure out what happened but it seems like some terrorists are taking out like the end or trying to end the world basically uh but the way that the terrorists are enacting it lines up almost exactly with an old like game that they played like like a like a you know you know like you the like boys just hang out and like write down a bunch of dumb shit that comes to mind they're just like oh there'd be like a big mech fight and all these people would die but we're gonna save the day right and it's like they wrote that down in a notebook and then someone's just doing what they wrote down and it's just you know it's about these guys basically have like realizing well yeah, if, if if this is happening, then we have to do what we said we were going to do. We have to save the day or the world's just going to end. So it's 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 very interesting. It's it's very enthralling. I have not finished it because I'm reading it as it comes out officially. Uh, they, they're they're like re, re, uh, re-releasing it in like big books. But I love it a lot. And I think I love it enough that I would say it is my favorite. Now that you're bringing up like something that's like... Um... I'm also thinking of kind of like not really one shots, but really short form because I'm all I was thinking of like series actually specific. Sure, that's why I said Dungeon Meshi. I remember really really loving Solonin um, when I first read that by Inuyo Asano. Um, he also he, he's who's known for making <clears throat> Oyasami Poon Poon. Yeah, but which I personally have not read, but I know about it. <laughs> How can but you not? <laughs> very Solonin's very good i think it's very different from his other work or i i have i have some problems with his other work where i think they go too hard in terms of like really the melodrama and being too um i think not exploitive but go, kind of going a little too far in terms of like okay you didn't need to really <laughs> go that far in terms of like depicting this in terms if for you to right. see point. but but solonin's very from especially from what i hear about poon poon it's like oh this is like night a nightmare like how is this how are people reading this and feeling okay after i don't yeah. think so um, or Solonin's more grounded. I, I, interestingly, I think it's also one of Asano's earlier works before I guess he kind of went that darker direction. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, as people would criticize, probably being a little too edgy. But um, Solana is literally about this um, young couple who live together. And, like, the girl, she's, like, office lady. And um, the guy is in a band. And he's and basically, it's just, like, a classic example of, like, two young adults trying to figure out their life together. It's a very realistic story. There's none of the weird, like, surrealist stuff that usually happens in his other work. Um, but unfortunately, um, her, you know, and they're just dating. They're just dating. But unfortunately, the guy, her boyfriend, he unfortunately gets into an accident. He passes away. So then now she's kind of left in this weird situation where now she's building up this relationship with her, with his bandmates that she's never had before. So it's, it's kind of this really cool thing where like, she didn't really know her own boyfriend. Well, you know, it's like, it's like a cool thing about just basically young adults, like figuring out their place in the world and like what do I do now now that we I have this very uncertain future now that my boyfriend died and like how am I my own person without my boyfriend's there? it's like it's really it's just really good like I think it was technically two volumes but like the English publication just makes it like one nice big omnibus yeah. but it's really good I highly recommend it cool um and I guess also real quick I'll just mention that uh if I'm talking about non-series as well I think uh like pretty much anything Junji Ito I love Junji Ito as well so that's definitely also my favorite Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, last question uh, from Gregory Zero. He asks, what was the best season of 2019? Winter. I was just going over this earlier um, because there are fucking, ev- like, so many se- series that were there that were, like, a knockout of the park. Like, Kaguya was then. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember. Let me let me open it up a list again to make sure. But, I mean, you also say whatever yeah, let me see here. Okay, so we yeah, so for winter twenty nineteen, I'm just checking like what I watched from that. We got, I mean, Broly. Dragon Ball Super Broly, Broly. came out then. There you go. We got fucking <laughs> Kaguya-sama. We Mom got Psycho. Mom Psycho. Yeah, Dororo. Uh-huh. Kakagurui, Boogie Pop. That's really yeah. good. Let's see here. I mean, Endro? for me, for yeah. Uh, spring, spring was pretty good too. I mean, I only watched like three shows that time, but that was Sarazanmai, Promare, and Hitori Bochi. I mean, there's there's good there's good stuff. This was I think this was a pretty good year overall. I'd have to say, but yeah, I think winter seems like the winner. No pun intended. Yeah, it started off with a lot of strong titles. Yeah, mm-hmm. really good opening this year. Would you so so? Would you say you agree, Elvi? Okay. All right. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so we got two more opinions. Uh, they're both uh, from people that we talked about previously. So uh, here's Gregory Zero. Uh, watched Angel Beats for the first time with a friend recently, and despite being aware of the prominent claims about it being a bad show, I enjoyed it quite a lot. How often does this happen to y'all with big name titles that you come to after the fact? Does it impact how much leeway you give it? Okay, so I guess so. That's that's also a question. Um, so, uh, are there any shows that have, like, a history or reputation that you watched, but you ended up walking away and feeling differently from that reputation? Um, I did mention, you know, and this is preluding to eventually what we're going to I, I, our next anime is Katangagari, and I'm kind of having a hard time watching it, you know, but not to say too much, but... This show is really well received, but I definitely like I'm watching it now, and it's not as what I think people have been kind of acclaiming it for. I don't know, but I'm kind I kind of came in with that expectation. Like yeah, I kind of came in with a very high expectation, so probably that's also why, you know. So that's 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 like one thing. Um, 
Though in terms of like hearing about a bad show and getting the opposite reception, my thing has always been like I usually just avoid bad. Se- you know, if, if people say bad things about, it, I'm gonna avoid it. So I don't know if I, I can't really remember right now if I had the if if I did something otherwise, where if I heard a series was bad and mm-hmm. I came out feeling differently, you know. Um, so. Sure. Uh, Rose, what about you? Do you have any uh, feelings about shows that have that had a reputation, good or bad, that you felt the opposite of after watching it? Um, I mean, ReZero, right? Like, I always say that. Like, I always yeah. thought, like, I saw the Rem character, and I was like, no way. <laughs> like, everyone was posting that yeah. on Twitter, and I was like, this is the last thing I'd yeah. ever want to see in this world. And then I watched it, and I was like, oh, I actually really like this. And, you know, like, yeah, I, characters I, I, like I Felix too. and stuff are fun. And I, I just like the overarching plot and stuff like that. I think, I, yeah. I agree, too. I, like, I, I, I agree, too. Like, I've seen that character on way too many body pillows yeah. before. I've actually sat and watched it. like, I, no, I am not. I, I absolutely do not. <laughs> and then I watched it. I was like, oh, okay, this is fine. This is way fine. too many Crunchyroll <laughs> posts about, like, horrible figures where she's, like, oh, naked yeah, like, and stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah, the, the worst part of AMA Twitter using her as an avatar, you know? It's like, no, this poor girl has her reputation soiled by those people. It's just like, it's like, oh, okay. I gave, but I went in my way to try it. Yeah. But, yeah. But I still will not trust anyone with a record. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> At least on Twitter. I, everywhere else might be fine. But on Twitter specifically, for some reason, that's the signifier of someone who's twisted. We do not... Damn. <laughs> do not engage. <laughs> uh, so... I'm trying to think, and the only thing that comes to mind, God, the only thing that comes to mind, I, I, this doesn't really answer the question per se, but I will say that I only watched Kill Me Baby for the first time because we, the the Chooch cast, the Chooch crew, we just used to just watch watch Mojo videos and like yell at them. Wait, that's how you found Kill Me Baby is watch Mojo? Yeah, they made a top ten list of the worst anime openings, and worst. Yeah, and they did the Kill Me Baby opening as the number one worst, and I heard that and I was number like, number one. And I was like, this whips a and b. Now I gotta watch this, and I watched it, and I was like, yeah, this whole show whips. Fuck them. And so now fuck it's your you, life. Watch Mojo. That's my life. They insulted my life. Geary won't stand for that. It does have a good opie. I don't know why they would put it in number one. I feel like, it's like, fun as hell. It I mean, you have to one? think about the time period, right? Who knows how old that video was? And, like, you know, <laughs> right. music literacy has come a long way in the last five years. I feel <laughs> We've like, gotten better. You know? People just don't know how to have fun. Taste was not as good back then. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Last one. Last question. This is from Trixie. Again, if you want to send in an opinion or question, which you definitely will want to, but we'll talk talk about that more in a second. Yeah. Uh, but it's to videogamechuchu.tumblr.com slash ask. Trixie says, and again, take it up with her. Uh, I've been rewatching Oremo recently. <laughs> rewatching, huh, Trixie? Rewatching. I mean, I respect the hell out of you, but okay. Let, let's continue. And before it takes its descent into horrible pandering incest slash harem plot lines, 
It's a surprisingly sympathetic story of siblings trying to understand each other's interests and feelings. I will be honest, I have heard enough people who say that they watched Oremo and were actually yeah. pretty blindsided by the incest stuff. No, totally. It's because it seems like they're going to do something yes. with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, there's also a question here. What anime have you seen that start out normal before turning into something else entirely for better or for worse? Oh, oh okay. Hmm. Uh, I've talked about this a bunch of times, but I'll just say it again real quick. Uh, I will never, ever forget how I recommended that Daily Lives with Monster Girl show on the Chooch podcast because the first episode had this, like, a really good, like, you know, they actually, like, did a pretty okay job of, like, introducing, like, the concept of Monster Girls kind of equating to racism. And then they actually, like, did a good job of, like, talking about tokenization where there was, like, a Dullahan girl and people were just, like, feeling bad for her, so they were, keep like, trying to, like, bring her into conversations, but really awkwardly. And it was just basically like a, hey, you're only talking to me because you feel bad for me. That's, you're not going to be my friend if you're going to treat me like something that should be pitied instead of an equal, you know? Like, that was, like, really surprising. I was like, wow, that's, like, pretty smart shit for a show like this. And then the next episode, the Doolahan girl gets a huge crush on the teacher, and I was like... Oh. oh, and then the episode after that, she goes on a date with the teacher, and I was like, "Okay, I'm not watching this anymore." What the fuck happened? It was really embarrassing, but you know, I I took my I took my uh my punch on the chin for that one, but yeah, that was that that was probably the the biggest one I could think of. So, Guilty Crown looked really promising when it came out. Um, I really liked that illustrator who um. Also, I, I follow the illustrator who even like did stuff for that show. It has a banger opening. It's a very good opening by Supercell, um, the first opening. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> my best way of describing it is that like um, it basically it's so it's an it's an anime original, and then like it try it tried to do like this whole thing revolving around like oh like you know there's like these two conflicting organizations and how like. There's this kind of weird disease also plaguing people. It's hard to explain because that was kind of what the problem was. It like, I felt like the story was being made up as it went along, and I don't know. And the ending is the most insulting thing that happened to, you know, um, basically. So, um, essentially, there was like some sort of biological hazard that exploded. There was some sort of second impact shit that happened in Japan. Okay, so there's like. And this, and it basically, and Christmas is like, oh yeah, this is a Christmas series, by the way. So if anyone has, an, if anyone needs a Christmas themed anime, Guilty Crown might be your diehard. Uh, what a sentence that no it. one on earth has probably ever said, like legitimately in history. I think you're the first. But they call, so they call this event the Lost Christmas, whatever their their second impact event, and um. Basically, Japan is like, fuck, we gotta, like, get the UN. The UN has an army in this universe, which is insane. Um, so that's fucked up. And, you know, they want to contain this outbreak, etc. So then, ten later, you know, and then years later, they have, like, this resistance organi- organization and, like, all these people, all these young people, once again, teenagers have to do this, um, like, have to, like, you know, wage, like, this war. Um, uh, what's the word? Oh, basically, yeah, basically now there's, like, a conflict of interest between the agencies that were supposed to contain this versus the people that are, like, now doing this for other motives. So now there's, like, this resistant organization. 
of like students like in mechs, you know, trying to fight this off. But basically, there's like this whole convoluted thing where um, one of the main girls, she's actually like an idol. Um, she's like, well, not an idol, but she's kind of like the singer. And then she unfortunately gets involved. Um, she gets involved with like the, the group of like these fighters. And because there's, but then there's this whole thing where like something about her blood has like, she's like a genetic weapon. And then. Like, there's this whole thing where the main character has these repressed memories where his sister looks exactly like the girl he meet, who, who's his love. And there's this weird incest thing. There's this weird incest thing. Like, there's this whole thing where they, like, start, like, they start, like, saying the main character has his amnesia. I don't know. It gets convoluted. I'm trying to explain this, and I don't remember a thing. But, like, it, it, it does this whole absurd thing where, like, the main character has, like, amnesia, and, like, all of his memories are kind of coming to play, and, not and nothing really makes sense in terms of, like, how the virus is being contained at all, but I don't know, that was just one of the series where it looks good, and, like, ultimately, when you try to watch it, it like, as, especially halfway through, the story stops making sense, really, in terms of, like, it's, like, hard to follow that point, and some of the justifications of, like, what happens to some characters doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, it's one of those things. Uh, for me, it's probably Nisei Monogatari. I know I've said it before, but and I know Baka Monogatari has its own problems. Don't get me wrong, but nothing could have prepared me like in any sense for the one-two punch of that series. Like it really, <laughs> really get. And then like it lulls you into a false sense of security after the first arc too. Like you think like things are gonna be normal now, and then it just pulls out another episode that's just that pulls out the toothbrush scene. You know, Horny. it pulls that out. It's, uh... Really harrowing maybe. stuff, I gotta say. Just, you know. You know, also, like, maybe Attack on Titan, I would say, fits this, too. Kind of, to a degree. Oh, like, I would, yeah, probably in, like, both. You uh, think it's just normal, right? For a little bit, and then you realize. It's mm. like, oh, okay, yeah, it's a straightforward thing. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, this. Good morning. What Hello. Fuck, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> cowboys. It's like. There is a cowboy, yeah. There's a cowboy. Wait, there's a. What? Oh, there's a cowboy, John. There's a cowboy. They're, yeah, they like introduce these cute new characters, uh -huh. and it's like, where, where have they been this whole well, time? Well, John, don't you know? Spoilers for for Attack on Titan. Uh, did you know they live in on 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 an island, and like the world is like all like lava or something, and like I I, I had some idea of that, but I also didn't it's care. Dinosaurs enough. or something? I don't know. <laughs> woof, woof. Yeah, dinosaurs might be still alive. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's conflicting. It's yeah, that's it's, it's, it's just. <laughs> Yeah, it just came up as like oh, a straightforward thing, and then now it's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, they're, they're, aliens might get involved. They might do a whole Gantz ending. Are the aliens Nazis too, or what? Oh, probably. I mean, <laughs> have you seen that man who makes this? Like... Yeah. <laughs> have you seen that man who makes this? Yes, probably. Do you know about like the live action Attack on Titan movies, where like? Uh, yeah, I'm aware. Completely different, like, timeline and everything. Like, at one point, they go to yeah. an abandoned Universal Studios because Universal Japan made it. Like. Oh. Great. Is it a comedy? Is no. Is it supposed to be funny? Oh. Because <laughs> that's hilarious. It, yeah. It's just comedy when you see the, the globe, but it's all destroyed. It's like Earth. Oh, shit. It makes you think. Yeah. I can't believe it. Just like Earth. We're killing our it's, planet. It's as, it's as, um... It's as like poignant as the ending to the original. Um, yeah. 
Planet of the Apes. Where <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, yeah, like the, the, the Aaron person like, just oh, goes shit, down and goes, oh Earth. my god, it's Hatsune Miku statue. We were <laughs> like, the all destroyed. Time. No. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, the same level of, like, film theory, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that's it for questions. But uh, Rose, do you do you do you want to introduce what we're doing, or shall I? Yeah, I can do it. Um, All right. So, uh, in two weeks from now, uh, we will be doing our Anime of the Year awards, um, and we we're just we're taking it easy. We're doing it pretty easy going. We we're just going to talk about each of our picks instead of fighting and having one specific one. Um, uh, but you can write in too. Uh, same place you send questions, stuff like that. Um, and uh, we have a bunch of categories. Uh, John, you want to read the categories? Actually, let's, sure, let's, sure, you're the reader yeah. for and me. You you read the things. I'm I'm the fucking scribe. I yeah. guess. Uh, I guess I will say if uh, if people want to send in their choices and their explanations, it would probably be best if you did like a like a a, a pace spin, spin or, or something. something. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know Tumblr is bad with like links. You can tweet so... it at us if you want. Yeah, you can tweet it at us. You can DM it. I think Chooch has open DMs. If not, I'll go open them. Uh, or you could even just like send it to one of us over Discord. We'll be sure to gather it all up. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I'll read off the categories here. Uh, there's only a few. Again, we just we wanted to keep this chill because we're doing like the video game game of the year, and that's already going to be a, a lot. So let's see. Here. We have best and worst anime. It's pretty simple stuff. Your favorite anime of the year and the one that you hated the most. Um, there was the funniest moment sponsored by Family Guy, of course. Uh, we have the Holy Hell Award for worst scene of the year. So if there's a, a specific scene that you want to shout out as the worst scene. I have a feeling you and me might pick the same one, John, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, we have the isekai that we hated the least. And the isekai that makes us want to isei die. So, you know, just isekai specific ones. Uh, we have Annie Yikes, which is just for the the weirdest or dumbest or worst thing that happened in the industry. Uh, we have best and best OP and best ED, and then we also have Chuchigatri's favorite monthly anime we watched. So of the shows that we assigned over the past year, the, uh, choose your favorite and talk about why it was and uh, why what made it memorable. So we can think about all the fun that we had this year watching anime together. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, if you want to send in any opinions about that, you know, like John said, you can send it out us however which way. If you want to remain anonymous, you can just, you know, you could send it. If you want to just send in a bunch of asks, like by all means, but just everyone don't do that because then we'll have like 50 things in the inbox and then that might be bad. Yeah, like try, try to like, if you're going to send them in in the inbox... Do something to make it so it's consistent, like, so we yeah. can tell that it's the same person. But, you know, again, like, the best thing to do would be a paste bin that you send us or, you know, like, e email it or something. Like, we, ha we have an old email address. I'll check the email before we do it. We have podcast at videogamechooshu.com if you want to email it. I'll check the email before we start. Just get it to us however you can. We'll be sure to read it. Um, and we'll have our own as well. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's a two-week... Okay, so... It's two weeks from now if you're listening to it on Patreon. If you're listening to it for f the free version, it's a week. So you have a week to do it if, if it's, you're listening on for free. 
You got two weeks for the Patreon. So that's just an extra bonus for subscribing to the Patreon. You get an extra week to think about your choices. So there you go. That's a little bonus for you. Um, and also a reminder, uh, just, I'm just saying this because I know that I would forget if I didn't say it. So I'm going to jump ahead here at Anya Rose. Uh, we are not going to talk about Katana Gatari next episode. We yeah. are doing a two-month watch for that because it's long. So that will be next month. That will be next Jul- – in Jul- – not July. In January. <laughs> it will be in July, yeah. No, yeah, no. That's not two months. It, We're trying no, to replicate be... the Katana Gatari thing where they do one yeah, for a month. Yeah, the airing yeah. order. Yeah. But we're going to do like by month, so it's like half of it. Yeah, yeah it will be – the third week of January is when we'll talk about it. So you have until then to watch Katana Guitar. You still have plenty of time. All right. That's it. You know, maybe I'm thinking now that I just made that little joke, like maybe we should have actually done like one Katana Guitar episode a month or something. Like we could have done that. We, 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 it's gone now. It's fine. We're enjoying it. It's fine. It is fine. Um, I'm on the roll. Okay. Uh, I'm rolling. Okay. Uh, if you... If you want to get access to this podcast uh, one week early, you can donate $3 to patreon.com slash VGCC. Um, that also gives you access, early access to videos. Uh, our other podcast, Starlight Car, that goes up every now and again. Um, and you all can also vote on what our monthly anime will be. The next anime we do will be voted on by people, right? Yeah? Yes. So if you have any recommendations, just send them on in on the Patreon page. Um... Yeah, I guess that about does it. Uh, so thank yeah. you all for listening. Thank you both for joining me and coming back from Thanksgiving alive, especially you, John. I was—I mean, even Elvie, I'm a little worried with that mystery poultry, but I guess if it was good... It is indeed a giant chicken. It was a big chicken. <laughs> a big chicken. It was confirmed. So this is like a know. really big chicken, like really big? It was just stupidly big. Wow. Yeah. All right, well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm... It might have had something in it, so oh. I am... I'm fine. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad that it was a good something. Um, it was tasty. Good. Yes. Uh, I hope this episode was tasty. I don't know. That's a weird thing to say. Never mind. Uh, I, I hope you all have a good night, week, month, year, etc. You know the whole bit. Uh, and we'll see you next time on another episode of Chuchikachi Unlimited Trainworks.